Holiday sets up Lavert for a corner three. Put it in. That's a high roller, dog. Hoops and cards, hoops, hoops and cards. Ah, hoops and cards, hoops. Hey, guys, this is Gary. I'm your host at Hoops and Cards Podcast. Welcome to a Sunday night edition. As we get ready for the NBA trade deadline, some teams are active in advance. And I'm talking about Portland, talking about the Clippers, the Clippers. I'm talking about the Cavaliers making a big move. And it was already part of the rumor mill surrounding what the Pacers might do with some of their pieces, if they're going to do a rebuild, blah, blah, blah. The Cavaliers stepped in, my hometown team, and picked up a guy who I think fits everything they need. Stay healthy, and Karis Levert is a big addition. So yeah, I already had some offers out on eBay, and I've got some Karis Levert cards that I appreciate, but that I've got at PSA. Tonight, I want to talk to you a little bit about the trade deadline, all-star reserves announced, and impact really on what I've seen in the card market just, just, just for a couple days. I go falsetto on you. So let's get after it. So how's everybody doing tonight? Shout out to my friends in Melbourne, Australia, in Würzburg, Germany, Long Beach, California. I hope you're having a good weekend. And, you know, sometimes the weekend goes so fast. Uh, I got the chance to spend maybe 24 hours in in Pittsburgh with some incredible friends out here. And, uh, you know, I get this, this news. My son texts me from back home and says... Well, actually, it was on Instagram, a post from Cleveland.com about the Cavs getting Karis Levert. And uh, if you listen to Hoops and Cards, you probably hear me mention Karis Levert every once in a while. Because when I started to get back into collecting and investing in cards, it was early 2020. And I was doing the thing that a lot of us still do on a regular basis, looking for who's the next guy to break out. Who are the all-stars of next or the year after that? And the players that may be, you know, Darius Garland, Miles Bridges. Dude should be an all-star. LaMelo Ball should be an all-star. DeJounte Murray should be an all-star. I don't know who you'd take off the team. Add, Add two more spots to the team. Anyhow, I would look for players that were performing really, really well. And for quite a while with the Nets... Uh, Karis Levert, especially when a guy like Kyrie was out, Karis would run the point, take a lot more shots, and uh, you know have a night like he did at one point. He scored 50 points in a game. He went for a stretch of 15 or 20 games, averaging you know close to 25 points, five or six assists, five or six rebounds, and that's the kind of play that the NBA loves, that I as a collector investor love, and was showing what he could do when healthy. But then, of course, uh, he major bad health news was out for quite a while, you know, was traded to the Pacers and didn't play for for most of last season. And so I was kind of like, well, that's too bad. A guy with a lot of potential coming into the prime of his career, you know, his rookies were in that 2016, 2017 uh, 
first year of Optic, so Optic Hollow. Yeah, my Optic of Karis, my Optic Silver Hollow of Karis Levert has been at PSA since February 17th of last year. So there's also, I believe, a Prism that's there, hoping for 10s. PSA, if you're listening, hook me up. But Karis Levert, one of those players that when he's had the chance had been healthy. And at the same time, there was a lot of talk last year of, well, will he ever play again? Or will he ever play and be the same type of player again? The Pacers took that risk. He's gotten to play a lot more this season with injuries to Brogdon, TJ Warren. There's another guy. I forget the other guy. This doesn't matter. I'm talking about Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert took over a lot of the point guard and scoring guard duties for the Pacers, and that's just the kind of player he is. You know, he's not quite Luka, but what I'm telling you is versatile, mature, great passer, great shooter, great defender, probably a better defender than Luka, good rebounder from from the two guard spot, I almost said the shoe guard. No. JB Shoe Guards. Hello. No, I, Karis LeVert is a player that if the Pacers were going to try to contend with this core of players around Sabonis and Miles Turner and Brogdon, LeVert, Duarte, whoever else they have, TJ Warren. Did I already say him? If they, then, then LeVert would be a guy they would keep. But apparently, they have other things in mind. They just dealt <clears throat> Karis LeVert to the Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio, which means an expiring contract that's decent-sized and helped make this work under the cap, and several draft picks, like a, a protected pick from this next season, a couple of second-round picks. All that to say, with any of these deals, there's the NBA fan, but then there's also the card collector and investor. And so... Guys, one of the things I, I don't often talk about because we're we're so focused at times on values of cards and what could go up, what players, you know, might be a bargain right now. It's buying season, five buys, you know, th- there's a place for all that. But I also highly encourage you and, and myself, is it possible to encourage myself? To buy cards of players and teams that I just enjoy. <clears throat> it doesn't mean I spend a lot of money on them. But I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I live in Northeast Ohio. I grew up rooting for the Cavaliers. Heck, two of our last five podcasts have been like partial recaps of my NBA experience and uh, how fun that was. So I'm already Cleveland. And then I've already been Karis LeVert. I've been a fan of his since I heard he was from Ohio and watched him play in college and been rooting for the guy. So to have the Cavaliers pick him up. They love the opportunity to add another scorer with Colin Sexton out. They love the chance to add another guy who can play the point in place of Ricky Rubio and in place of at times Rondo. Like Levert will be a great break and a great change of pace from Darius Garland. And also to see them play together is going to be sweet. So I, yeah, I expect him to step in and start right away, just like Norman Powell will at the Clippers. And, you know, it's going to make the whole team better. I'm, I've been buying Karis LeVert cards, and I'm not going to be getting on here and saying, hey guys, now you need to buy Karis LeVert cards because he's on a playoff team and he's got all this potential to score and blah, blah, blah. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Let me just be honest with you. I'm not so sure what this will do for Karis LeVert card values. And uh, as a guy who just enjoys collecting his cards and Cavalier cards, I don't really care. I don't. I do think it'll be interesting to see what the Cavs have in him moving forward. Like if they invest with a contract extension that a, that a player of his caliber, you know, if he proves he can stay healthy, he's he's worth whatever they have to pay him. He is. He's young enough to add to this core of Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, and Laurie Markkinen. That's a, you know, <clears throat> that's a young, exciting, they just play smart basketball, but energized basketball. I'm, I'm surprised the Cavs added Levert without having to give up Colin Sexton or Okoro, but you guys know how salary things work. So yeah, I'll continue to buy Karis Levert cards. I'm looking to pick up an autograph rookie, either Prism or Select, so I'm looking at those on eBay, but it's more just to have in my PC. That's personal collection. What I do think has some some trade or some uh, card value impact for us is now we got to realize, hey, uh, with the trade of Karis Levert, I think the Pacers, this is the beginning of several trades for them. They're going to make several moves, maybe before Thursday, you know, maybe before the draft to maximize the assets they have to look at guys like Miles Turner and Sabonis and Brogdon and TJ Warren and say, all right, let's add as much young draft picks and talent as we can around. I don't know if they're going to tank next year. I just know they're going to look to clear salary cap room and add draft picks. That is the recipe. And they must have a decent GM, at least, to add Chris Duarte in the draft last year. I think that's a great pickup for them. He's been he's, he's had a great season. So I think Pacers have some more moves in them. I'd be more interested to see what they can get from Miles Turner, Sabonis, and, uh, like I said, Brogdon and Warren, but also where those guys end up. I think could be a big win for those teams. I think wherever Miles Turner lands, some people are like, Chicago, please, Golden State. You know, there's going to be some rumors. And if you have, I'll just say this, if you have Sabonis rookies or Turner rookies, I would definitely hold them. Maybe even list them on eBay or put them up for sale in case those guys get dealt to places that uh, will raise their profile. Like, take Levert. He just went from a non-playoff team to a playoff team. He just went for a team that wasn't sure how to use him to a team that's going to start him at the two. And a team that needs him to score. And he just had 42 points the other night. So the Pacers were obviously, you know, trying to say, hey guys, uh, you need to throw in some more picks because this dude... This dude can ball. Stop giving us your low offers and do this now. And I guarantee you, if the Cavs hadn't pulled the trigger, somebody else would have. Pacers did this for cap room and picks. And there's more on the way. Portland, man, dealing Norman Powell. I think it says something about the future of Damian Lillard. So Lillard, I could see him moved in the next four days. I could see him moved before the draft. 
And uh, as a guy who just loves what he's done in Portland, uh, I mean, that's sad. If you're Portland, depending on what you get for him, right? Anthony has stepped in. Simons has been great. He's been awesome the last month. I think that's only going to continue. I'll be interested to see when they trade Lillard, are they going to get a point guard? And when they trade Lillard, are they going to try to get a package involving Ben Simmons? Uh, I listened to like a whole podcast on the road about what the Sixers may or may not do with Simmons. Uh, a couple of thoughts on that after this break. And then we'll talk about card show, card shop, deals I've found, and uh, some things that may be angles for you to uh, level up in the hobby. So stay tuned. So this past Saturday, we had a a busy family day, a family of five, lots of things going on. And I thought, man, uh, I'm excited about all these things our family has going on. But if I can, if I can carve out an hour to go to the card show, it's the one that's like five minutes from our house. And it was this, this Saturday is the only time this month. So I'm like, if I can just, you know, kind of disappear for an hour and see about deals, it's really hard if you've ever been to a card show to stay just for an hour. Try it, I dare you. Some of you that have to pay to get into a card show, I mean, maybe you feel like it's not worth it if I'm gonna only be there an hour. But I went and it was good that I'm familiar with the show and where people are set up uh, just in general. And, and also, hey, if I've only got a limited amount of time, what am I going in and looking for? And several things jumped out at me. You know, sometimes I talk about having a plan, guys you want or cards you want, looking through the whole place, getting cash out of the bank so that you you know can deal in cash, making bulk deals with, with whoever's setting up at the table because they're likely to give you a discount. Well, this time I did none of those things. I'm just like, it hit me. I've got an hour maybe to hit up this card show. So I did. I did. And visited. I wanted to see all of you guys, if you're listening. I, some of you I saw from across the room. I just went to like four tables. That was it. And what I was looking for you know, fresh off the news of who made the all-star team, I was looking for Darius Garland's. If I saw some that were a good deal, I was buying. Several of you had Darius Garland's that are like way out of my price range. One of ones or like PSA 10 gold Genesis refractor, blah, blah, blah. Like, dang, those are good. So I just want to see them, you know, make sure they're still doing okay. But I did go through can't resist <clears throat> some of those basketball NBA dollar boxes with recent cards last three years and I found myself still drawn to Tyrese Maxey Desmond Bain Darius Garland Jaron Jackson Jr. all the usual suspects right Shea Gilgis Alexander Young players with tremendous upside who are just now starting to realize their value in the card market. Or for some reason, they 
have flown under the radar that's known as Ja Morant's world. So, the other thing, there I went falsetto, the other thing that I was curious about would be, you know, after the big NFC Championship and Rams going to the Super Bowl and AFC, the, the Bengals upsetting the Chiefs and going to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow cards, like just, uh, if you look at the whole sports card market in like across the board, Joe Burrow cards have been flying off the shelves, flying off the eBay lists and increasing in value as they should, right? First time quarterback in the Super Bowl, awesome prospect with a lot of affordable rookies, great performances that he's had, absolutely. So all that to say, uh, some of the burrows were gone well before I got there. Some were way priced high or priced way high. And then some were like, all right, I'm a buyer. I bought several Joe Burrow cards because I think dealers that made their $5 box or their $10 box, you know, a month ago, kind of set it and forget it. And I'm like, wait a minute, that Burrow, Red Hot Rookies is, you want 10 bucks for that? Sold. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that score Joe Burrow rookie in the Ohio State uniform, you want five bucks for that? Sold. Uh, They're probably glad they probably didn't pay that much for either of them. But as of right now, they should be relisted on eBay and flipped. But I do like the guy. What I did find NBA-wise was, and here's my play. Instead of five buys, I'm just going to give you one buy. I'm finding value both in investing or flipping. We don't talk a lot about flipping because I usually like to, to focus on, hey, this card may or may not go up you know, in the next month or six, but you just know long-term that card is a good bet or that player is a strong bet to continue adding value. Well, here's, here's one thing that I would say I'm seeing as a possible flip. Dramatic pause while I try not to burp loudly on my, on my podcast. Uh, I would look for basically good looking or decent NBA cards with player autographs on them that are less than 10 bucks, 20 bucks or less for players that you and I both know are already playing well and the cards worth more than he's selling it for. Or they're rookies that are starting to come into their own, get more playing time, have more potential, all those things. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. That was my deal with Amir Coffee. That was my deal with Lugens Dort. When you find autographs of guys like that, this week it was uh, Terrence Ross, an older rookie card, Bismack Biombo, and several recent rookies that I just saw. Hey, th- this is an autograph card of a player right now. It's Desmond Bain that I got an auto of. But several other rookies that, hey, maybe they don't know who Josh Green and Isaiah Joe are, but the NBA is starting to take notice. And, yeah, you buy an autograph card of a player who's a rising star, maybe there's a lot of people in 
like all over the country that didn't realize Anthony Simons is back, baby. But the people in Portland who shop on eBay, they've been buying up his cards, autograph cards, silver rookie cards, a ton over the last three weeks. You know, I can go to a show in Cleveland, buy a card cheap and sell it to a dude in Eugene, Oregon or Gresham or like somebody that loves the Blazers and they're willing to pay really the going rate, a better rate for the Anthony Simons deal. So look for autos, you guys, autograph cards, especially silver autos from these last few years. I love it. Love, love, love it. Potentially as a flip if you pay attention to the prices. Boy, Simmons, uncontested, had a layup, but he leaves it for Thibault, who makes something out of it and is headed to the line. Well, but that's when you know that the game is in your head. That's a dunk for Ben Simmons right there. You got it, and I know you got it to Thibault, you got the free throws, but Ben Simmons, you got to shoot that shot. Be confident. I need to know what happened to Bam. I told you. No, I want to hear it from Wendy. So what do you guys think about the all-star reserves that were announced? I know, uh, for me, there were no huge surprises. I was happy that uh, the East added uh, Fred Van Vliet and Darius Garland to that mix. I... I mean, overall, I don't have a complaint about the Eastern Conference All-Stars, except to say, you know, by the way, we have a Hoops Plus platform for those of you that want more content, more podcasts, more NBA card talk. I mean, I I did a Hoops Plus episode about a week ago about Chris Middleton, seeing him as an undervalued player who, uh, like card-wise, undervalued, and I know he's going to step up in the spring. And play a lot better in April, May, and June. But right now he's just kind of behind the scenes. And well, here he is making the all-star team. And Chris, if the all-star team is about who's playing the best this season, you don't deserve to be on it. I respect your game, Chris. I think you are an awesome player that's underappreciated overall. I think you're an all-star talent. Totally. I'm talking as if Chris would ever listen to this podcast. But you never know. You never know. Um, I would have put Jarrett Allen of the Cavs or LaMelo Ball of Charlotte or Miles Bridges of Charlotte or Jalen Brown of Boston. I think those four players, I'm not going to say Julius Randle, even though he had a huge night last night and so did RJ. Like I'm, I'm just going to say I think there are more deserving players based on how they're doing this season. Certainly, if you look at the last year, the last 12 months of Chris Middleton, yes. Yes, he's one of the top 12 players in the East over the last 12 months. But not over the last four. So, that was a surprise to me. I think players in the East, you could look at and say, hey, I'm interested in what their card values could do. You know, in these next few months. And I'd be like, well, watch James Harden, especially if he's traded. I don't really know what to do with Kevin Durant. Injury. You know, and the Brooklyn Nets. You guys, I, not really a fan of, I obviously got to respect what they can do when all three of them are on the court and happy. 
but that happens like 10% of the time. If they think they can just step it up and put it together and do that in May or June, good luck with that. I, I don't, I predict against that. If they do, I won't be surprised because they're all awesome talents. Kyrie, James Harden, right? But watch Cam Thomas, by the way. That guy, holy cow. They are developing some young talents, and Cam Thomas is one of them. Uh, so, yeah, Eastern Conference values card-wise. You know, this has been cool to see Darius Garland's cards go up significantly over the last three months. That's been very rewarding to me, both looking at my own collection and uh, its value, but also just listening and thinking about how how much I've been talking about him (laughs) at Hoops and Cards for the last year. Like, this is actually our 12th month. March 3rd, I believe, or March 5th, I'll have to check. We're coming up on one year as a podcast. Uh, It's super rewarding to see guys like Darius Garland playing so well. And, uh, you know, another guy who could have been an all-star, he may get added as a sub since Draymond is at least one Western Conference guy that is not going to play. I I really like what Jaron Jackson Jr. has done this season. Yes, he's been healthy. Yes, he stepped up in scoring. Played fantastic when Ja was out, and he's keeping it going. But it's his defense. It's the three, four, five blocks a night. It's Memphis being a legit contender and one of the funnest, like the most entertaining teams in the NBA. Desmond Bain, awesome too. Anthony Edwards definitely deserved consideration. And the guy in the West who I feel has a legit case to say, I got snubbed. (laughs) I got snubbed, said DeJounte Murray, a player that has uh, put many triple-double kind of nights together. Assists, rebounds points for the Spurs. I like his game a lot. But what are you going to do? The West has John Morant, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell. That's a no-brainer to add to the team. Luka Doncic. I mean, they're loaded at the point guard spot. Didn't even mention Damian Lillard and all the others. So I think the West has a decent team as far as card values or jumps. I I just look at the guys that Man, as as I'm doing this episode, I'm thinking about Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Donovan Mitchell, two very undervalued, awesome, young players. Donovan Mitchell, especially, who has a long playoff run ahead of him this year. And Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Hey, how about Eric Paschal lately, or Pascal? Dude's been balling. But Western Conference, guys... Yeah, I think Wiggins shouldn't even be on the team, but he was voted in. So I'm glad the NBA likes its fans, but I would have put Anthony Edwards in way ahead of Andrew Wiggins. And if we sat here and talked more about them, I could I could have put several other players, Jaron Jackson being one of them, in ahead of Andrew Wiggins. Not that Wiggins isn't playing well, you know, thinking about who is more deserving. So there's that. I want to talk briefly about trade deadline stuff and then get this podcast out to you while it's still Sunday night, okay? As you think about trade deadline, I would say if you have a player that is 
you have some of his rookie cards or you invested in him way back and there's a chance that guy's gonna get traded, I would list those cards on eBay or put them up for sale wherever you sell cards now. Do it now if you wanna make money on Ben Simmons. Do it now if you wanna make money on DeMantis Sabonis or Damian Lillard or whoever else you think might get dealt. I don't know. I do know this. Uh, after listening to several Philadelphia 76ers podcasts, the Sixers still think they can get so much more for Simmons than most teams think he's worth. They still think they have a great chance at landing James Harden, either now or in the offseason. I don't know. But know this, and this came from my, just the way I've been following the game and card values and my own buying habits. You know, I like to say what I'm buying. Uh, I'm still in on buying Tyrese Maxis. want to encourage you too that you don't have to pay top dollar, but here is a player that some of his great games in the last two weeks, one against Ja Morant, where he was back and forth and the Sixers pulled out a win. Tyrese Maxey is a fantastic player to watch and a piece that the Sixers are not going to trade. I could be wrong. I've been wrong. Some of you, some of you message me. I love it. You're like, hey, uh, you said this on the podcast a month ago and you were wrong. And I'm like, you're right. But it's fun to talk in this voice and yell at each other. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I just think the Sixers are keeping Maxi for the long term. My only hope is that they don't deal Simmons and get another point guard-ish guy in return who takes the ball away from Ter- uh, Tyrese Maxey. I-, I want I want them to pick up a wing player that can shoot and score that doesn't need the rock. He doesn't need to run the offense. The Tyrese Maxey, that they promote him to being their full-time, maybe they already did this, but like really there's a concern if Simmons comes back or if they trade Simmons to someone else, they're going to get a playmaker. James Harden, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, some guy that has to have the ball to run the offense. There's a lot of guys like that. I understand it if they get one, right? The team does need more than one of these. But Philadelphia's had a great season without that because <clears throat> they have that. Embiid has done more passing, and Tyrese Maxey has done a fantastic job. For a second-year guy, guys, that Kentucky thing is real. So... I mean, it's, it's not even a bad move to say, start investing in Kentucky players who were drafted in the first round in the last three years. You know, don't, I mean, if you had done this with Devin Booker, right when he came out and just continued to pile on Devin Booker buys, ho oh, ho, right? You'd be the wealthy one making podcasts telling us all how to do it. I'm saying now watch the players that Kentucky puts out because they're often getting the, you know, guys in the top 15 or 20 talent wise in their classes. They may barely play for that freshman year, but then they're going to the NBA and they're being right. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Tyrese Maxey, Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox. Lots of guys like this. I guess you could say the same for Duke, but Kentucky just seems to have a lot of the guys who, I almost said content creators, 
they're creators and scorers on the court in so many ways. So I still like Maxi. I think the Sixers are going to keep him. I think if you have, have a chance to make money off of the big news from a trade, then, then list the players you think will be traded. And uh, certainly listen to our podcast as we talk about trade deadline fallouts, big moves that happen ahead. And listen to other podcasts. You know, I, I want to do better at referring you guys to Luca's Tigers and Bronze. I want to think about the NASDAQ Index, a new up-and-coming podcast that you should listen to. I want to talk to you about Pack to the Future. But uh, we are always going to center on NBA, what's happening basketball card-wise, and saying, you know, there's some, there's some young players that uh, you just got to keep your eye on because you're going to find their deals. You're going to find Cole Anthony deals in somebody's dollar bin. You're going to find Desmond Baines like I did today. You're going to find rookies of Tyrese Maxey for less than a guy should be asking. And and right now is a, a big buying season for that. So I'm stockpiling for the PC and for the investment value. Well, guys, uh, Happy Sunday night. I hope you have an awesome week. Enjoy the NBA. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. Peace out. Have a great week. Here's Van Vliet. Finds OG. Doubled in the corner. Trent Jr. Corner three. Rack it up to down from Winnipeg. Or Simons doing his best Dane Lillard impersonation.